Hi, this is Chris. And this is John. And you're listening to the Nerdy Dadcast. So I took a look at the calendar, and it's been like almost three weeks since our last episode, which is surprisingly not as long as I thought it had been. I actually thought it had been like a month, a full month. See, I thought it had been a month too, because I looked at the thing and I thought it had been put out on the 24th of February, and yeah, it could have been sooner than that. I Again, I mean, we've had this reoccurring theme that time is funny, but time is really funny right now, so this seems to be the thing, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting... You know, we've talked about this, I don't know how many different episodes, where with the pandemic, there's periods where it's just like as slow as molasses. And then there's other periods where it's like, oh my goodness, like it was Christmas yesterday. Like, and I feel that now that I'll, you know, think of my day job, the machine is starting to really run hot and I'm almost finding that I'm working much more time than I did pre-pandemic because of the number of meetings. Like <clears throat> everyone's accessible. Like you just jump in. Email's always there. Like it, it's there's like the you know button to turn things off is maybe a, a little bit more out of reach. And then on top of that, um, being that I work for a company that has customers around the globe, more and more customers on opposite sides of the globe are, are looking for my time, which means really long, long days. You're a popular guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's just the pandemic brain drain on top of that as well. I mean, I thought about in our intro there and saying, this is Chris and, and, and me, John, because really that's about how fast my brain is working right now. I stick, I stuck with my normal, but you know, maybe next time we'll see how it goes. Yeah. The, uh, I was thinking before we hit record too, like, well, what have I been playing as of late? I'm like, you know, I played that Worms Battle Royale tutorial, but I, I actually haven't played any games recently. Like I just haven't had the time. And here I am already, you know, talking with the wife about how we're going to go and, and guess sort of spring is arrived, uh, possibly look for some, you know, pandemic safe activities for, for baby force to get into. Like we were, she's actually going to be enrolled in a very sort of outdoor small size, uh, soccer class. And, uh, you know, for us, we're comfortable being outdoors, very small group. Um, and from a social perspective, we're really looking forward to her seeing people, her size yeah that'll be good and kind of strange i think um i know my kids like we've been spending a lot of time out hiking and out in the woods and stuff like that anytime they see people they go ah people and run down past now part of that is just for laughs but part of that is actually mm -hmm. because after a year of people being not around us at all that's kind of a natural reflex i think so um yeah so yeah that whole reintegration into some sort of functioning society is going to be a little bit strange yeah. And I, you know, to some respect, obviously baby force has been going to daycare. So I should qualify that she has seen people, you know, her size, um, but maybe a different set of people. Cause like the group at daycare has been really, really small. Now she's sort of seen some friends she hasn't seen in a while. Um, and you know, we're still trying to sort of explain like, okay, yes, we might see some of them outside, 
we're not going to go over and play and they're not going to come over here. Um, like one of them has a birthday coming up. Uh, he's turning four and uh, baby force has been invited to a zoom birthday. And so she's like, so excited. So we're going to go and see him. Well, no, we're going to see him on the computer through zoom. I don't want to see him through zoom. So maybe this is sort of the compromise where, yeah, the birthday will happen first and then soccer will happen second. Yeah. We've been hitting that too, where this, this will be my, my son's birthday is a week and a half from now. And this will be mm-hmm. his second birthday in the pandemic now. So last year we there's a, there's an old school arcade in, in the lower mainland area where we are. And we had set up his birthday with, you know, 10 of his friends and they were going to have the arcade for two hours. And at the very last minute we had to call it all off. And, Mm-hmm. At the time, I just had them hold on to my deposit because I was like, no, no, I'll still do that whenever the pandemic ends. But eventually, the pandemic never ended. And so now we're sort of at that point. But again, it's like, you know, we would love to go with that plan, but we're still not quite there yet. So the idea that my son will miss two of his birthdays, or we'll have not miss them, but we'll have very, very different birthdays than, you know, the in another normal world in the alternate timeline is sort of it's a very it's an interesting thought i mean it's it's good that he it's good that he can deal that he can be very patient with that and he's getting a we've sort of given him free form of the day where he can have whatever cake he wants whatever food he wants he can do whatever he wants all day long and uh, so we'll see how that goes i want all of it all of the cake i want all of the food all of the video games yep all of the video games yeah well, my birthday was in February, so I missed out on that part. Yeah, but you've had enough of them, so it doesn't really matter. That's true. Like mine's coming uh, up too, but I don't care. Yeah, and you know, and at the end of the day, when it comes down to your birthday having all of everything, it just means a big mess that you have to clean up. Speaking of which, we thought that would be the topic of our show. Is actually, you know, cleaning up and specifically Cleaning one's room. Um, when we were sort of bouncing around ideas as to what to talk about, uh, you had suggested clean room slash and burn. Now, I wasn't entirely <laughs> sure how to interpret that, but is there actually fire involved? Because if so, I'm in a real bad spot. You know, there probably should be, because I find the whole clean room thing is, even even in the best of times, it's never good. Mm-hmm. My kids can have like, you know, 15 minutes of work to do in their room and they can stretch it out to be eight hours where it's really just the song and the dance and the show about not wanting to clean the room that really gets there. And I can go in and try to help them, but I'm not really, I guess I'm not really teaching them anything by doing that. I mean, I think they're just, mm-hmm. ultimately they're just not at the level. And, and really, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how your room is, but my room until recently hasn't been particularly clean either. So I mean, why is it that we really put this uh, this whole thing on our kids when, you know, none of us, very few of us, I shouldn't say none of us, because I mean, I'm sure there were kids out there that were fantastic at cleaning their room, but I never was. And I, I don't know about you, but and I know my wife never was. Her room was, so suddenly we have this idea that, you know, it should just be clean. And really all it does is sort of torture, my, I tor- end up torturing myself all weekend because it will go from, you know, an eight hours it'll be the idea of doing it in one hour and then it sort of stretches on to six or seven hours and bleeds onto the next day. And I start to lose my patience and my cool and all of those things. And you start pulling back, you know, if, if you give your kid an allowance, you're like, okay, well, you're not getting your allowance this week, which, you know, what does that really show them anyways, that they can, 
they can work hard. You can take the money away from them. But basically, I don't, I don't know what the lesson is there. So yeah, I think when I suggested that I was in the midst of a, a room cleaning fight day, which wasn't meant to be. And so, yeah, how do you, how do you feel you do it? I mean, I think you don't have, it's, we have more space than you do. So I think you have a more confined mess. I'm not sure how that works. Well, yeah, I mean, for instance, uh, Baby Forest does not have her own room. Uh, she gets to share the master bedroom with my wife and I, uh, which is cool. I mean, functionally, we have a, like a, a crib that converted into sort of a toddler bed. We have our king-size bed. We've got a dresser, a couple nightstands, uh, and the three of us in the room, essentially. And there's very little space for anything else. So as far as rooms go... It's arguably the cleanest ish. I mean, and I say ish because uh, there are piles of sort of books uh, for nighttime activities because we don't have anywhere to put them. There's like, I can't put a bookcase in there or anything like that. And we're not going to go and, I mean, I guess we could. We could bring all the books out to the front room, but then, you know, make that all part of the nighttime routine. It's just out of ease, a stack of books isn't that bad. But then once you exit the bedroom and you get into the hallway, you'll notice the stacks of other things we've got. Because one pandemic, we try not to go out to too frequently. And, you know, as part of my uh, weekly trip to Costco, I ensure we're always, you know, stocked up on, you know, the pandemic uh, necessities of toilet paper and paper towel, because you never know if you'll have too much. But like, you know, again, we're in a condo. There's not a lot of storage space. And then you get out through the hall into the living room and every square centimeter has a toy occupying it. It might be a small little like Lego style piece. It might be a doll. It might be the stethoscope from the doctor set. And it's, it's utter chaos. And when it comes to sort of clean, we could sort of go and say, Hey, baby force clean up. And she's actually really good about that for like five minutes. And then she finds something that she hasn't played with for some time. And it's like a kid in a candy store. And see, the problem is then you, you now know where all the other stuff you've cleaned up is. And you have to introduce this newfound toy that you don't remember playing with in recent days to the toys you just put away, bring them back out. So it's like, it's a virus. A non, yeah. It's a nonstop cycle. And I mean, on top of that too, you raised a good point. Like growing up, I was always told, you know, clean your room. So when we, when we, the house that I sort of was born into, um, I had sort of my own space and there are probably times when it was chaotic, but I distinctly remember my grandmother cleaning my room for me. And it was her doing that, that then had me feel guilty. Mm. And so for a period of time, you could probably look at my room and understand that a kid might live there based on what's around, but there was never any chaos. Then we moved and to our sort of the second house, my younger brother and I shared a room and I always hated cleaning the room because it was never just my stuff. But because I was seven years older, I had the responsibility of having to do it. Yeah. See, that's a good point too. Cause I mean, we went through that where our kids shared the, the big room we have and mm. that was sort of the, the first split early on in the p pandemic where we were tired of this whole room cleaning thing and the fighting over it. And they would come in and curse at each other. Well, not curse at each other, but get really mad at each other, argue with each other. And that would be what we'd be listening to down the hall. So we said, no, we're taking that room back and you two could split apart. 
So then we figured once they have their own rooms, then that whole fighting thing doesn't happen. But then they find other reasons, or, you know, one of them has been in the other one's room and they've caused this mess and blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And it goes on and on and on until again, you know, I, I hope that my weekends are peaceful and that I can breathe and kind of relax from the week itself and everything else that happens in the world these days. But this, this whole thing doesn't really, doesn't lead to peace ever. It's never just a matter of, oh, yeah, okay, we'll do that, and it gets done. So given that, I'm not really teaching anything, and I'm really just kind of setting myself up to be aggravated. So I'm kind of, you know, yeah, it's it's a kind of an issue. Yeah. I think, you know, with the struggle that we have here is that, and we talked about this, is there's a stuff issue. Yeah. We have lots of it and not enough space to put it away. Um if we wanted to keep the stuff, there are probably better ways to organize or store things or squirrel things into places that make sense. Uh, but we, it just seems to us that then we're requiring stuff to put stuff into. And, you know, there's a faulty equation there. Yeah, the whole and, stuff. Well, I was going to say, and, and like, you know, putting stuff into stuff to put stuff away, then opens up sort of the door to the problem that exists prior to all of that. If you clean up and you have kids, you have introduced what I call the blank canvas. And any kid sees that canvas and is like, I can paint an art piece here. Like, and I'm not literally saying paint, although baby force, if given the opportunity would love to add a little color to our sort of off white to, cream colored carpet. I'm all about the color as well. But yeah, the stuff issue. I mean, we we've sort of we had and I find this is actually a really good thing for my mind. We had a spot where it was sort of at the top of our at our entrance way there's a stair set. And at the top of the stairs we had sort of a pile. And it was maybe in a container or something, but it was the giveaway pile. And that giveaway pile would just sit there at the top of the stairs and it would just add more stuff and clutter mm -hmm. to our... So finally, we actually went and we, we've we started going through things and really going through closets and going through bathroom cupboards and going through those places that you don't generally open and saying, hey, do we actually need this stuff? And then not just putting it at the top of the stairs, actually taking all that stuff out and getting rid of it. I mean, we're lucky enough in our building, there's a sort of a giveaway room where people can come yeah. and take whatever they, or give away whatever they want. So we've been doing a lot of that. And then, yeah, just recycling and getting rid of everything else and sort of hopefully on some level decluttering. And then, I mean, we've mentioned the birthdays earlier. That's always been sort of an issue because, you know, you get all these birthday presents and presents and presents and, Especially when my kids had grandmas around, grandma around, they got lots of presents from her and they would show up here and we'd, we'd say every year, you know, don't do a lot of presents and still we'd get 20 or 30 things for each of them and not necessarily quality things like, you know, presents from the dollar store, or presents from wherever mm -hmm. that are just things and you're know, getting all those things, then they end up just on the floor again and you're fighting with the kids about cleaning them up. So yeah, not having those things and sort of we've, We've tried to move towards more of the, if not experiences, at least a few good things for your birthday rather than getting all these little things that you'll forget about in a week. Now, I know your kids and my kids are different because my kids seriously get something and then they forget about it and don't care about it 12 hours later where you've said the baby for us will remember that thing for eternity. Oh, so, my goodness. So, yeah, there's a difference there. Yeah, it's it. I, I if, if Jeopardy is still around when when she's eligible to compete, 
I hope she throws her name in the hat. She remembers every little thing. Everything she has, everything you say, everything that someone said six years ago. Uh, and just a little off the rails, she, uh, I had to deliver um, a package I got sent to, to our place to my parents. So we went out there, dropped it off. And uh, where they live is, you know, south of us. So I'm driving along. And as we're going home, Baby Force is describing to me, there's the parking lot that we parked in. And she's right. We parked in that parking lot like six months ago when we had sort of like a parking lot get together um, around Thanksgiving. And it's like, you remember that parking lot from like Thanksgiving, where we like, and she's describing to me, like, totally, this is what totally what happened. Like, it's great. It's a good memory. And I'm all for that, but it's just, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I would not have remembered it myself had she not brought it up. Oh yeah. I mean, my, my kids are actually like that, but just when somebody gives them candy, mm. if somebody gives them candy, they'll remember it forever. In fact, it happened today where we were driving past someplace and my daughter was like, Hey, somebody gave me candy there. And I had to think about it. And I was like, yeah, you know, that there was a time it was like a Pokemon gym. We all ran out of the Pokemon mm. gym when Pokemon Go was first starting. So I don't know, four or five years ago. Oh God, that's a long time ago. So, even. yeah. So it was like, you know, she remembers this time when, and she's six as well. So she was, you know, two or three at this time maximum. And she remembers that we were at some gym for Pokemon and some woman there gave her a Pokemon candy. And she remembers that one thing, mm. which, which, yeah, that that's, but she can't remember to clean her room. So never mind. Yeah. Well, you know, getting back onto the, the rails and talking about cleaning your room, like how, how is that approach? Cause you sort of mentioned that, you know, you and your wife had never really been the, you know, impeccable room types, although you were probably asked to have impeccable rooms at some point. And then you sort of raised the point that you, as you become a parent, suddenly it's like you weren't really committed to this idea, but then the moment you become a parent, you suddenly expect that your kids will somehow be like, I, I, I feel that. Um, yeah. So how do you how do you approach it? See, and that's the thing. I mean, a I, I know I'm the elder statesman here because the kids are older and all that, but I haven't found an answer on this one. And B, like you just pointed out, it's one of those things that we just suddenly, you know, it doesn't matter if we actually believed it or not before we were parents. Now that we are parents, this is a thing that people tell that there's some sort of setting inside us. It's like, no, this is a thing that you have to make happen. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, is that, that's, is that fighting your programming? Is that like some sort of societal programming that we have to be like, why, why are we doing that? Cause yeah, like I say with us, it causes nothing but strife and in the end tears. And usually someone loses an eye. I mean, there's mm -hmm. four of us. So luckily we have eight eyes total, but uh, you know, usually somebody loses one by the end of the weekend. So we're getting low in numbers. So yeah, I don't have my answer on this one. And if anyone out there wants to uh, give us some wise suggestions, not just, you know, not, if you got good suggestions for us, feel free to, you know, throw us, throw it on the old Twitter and uh, we'll take those in. Yeah. I think, you know, again, not having that experience yet, and we've been very lax on sort of what our expectations would be simply because it, it, we recognize she doesn't have a space to sort of call her home and we're not going to expect that, you know, baby force cleans up a thousand square feet just because her toys find a space in that thousand square foot of, you know, hallway, bedroom, den and living room that she can get into. But the thought that I have is that 
I think we would expect that things that need to be cleaned are the ones that can um, propagate life, not necessarily the <laughs> stuff you need in in a home. Okay, now, um, by that, are you talking about yourself, or are you talking about like food in various corners uh, food, and yeah, stuff? Okay, f- yeah. food in the corners. Either way, um, I think that should be cleaned. Right, like food, like that type of stuff, clean. Um, and then uh, at the sort of level below that, bacterial life. So you know, uh, dirty clothes, things of that sort, should be tended to. Because again, like in my mind, like this is there are some sort of basic things that need to sort of occur. Um, and then safety in mind. Now, I've always said our our household is a Lego free zone, mm. and having failed that, and, good, uh, good. I love Lego. I truly do. Until I stepped on that, you know, one of those, it was like the, I don't know what the oh, piece I, is called. It's that like single square. Like it's, it's, it's not smaller than your uh, little finger, but you step on that and it's as if you've put a rusty nail right through your foot. I've stepped on them all. I know it well. Yeah. Like how, can you explain to me how something that small can exert that level of pain? No, not at all. But I can say that they do have slippers for that. So they, there are Lego slippers that, you know, <laughs> so I would suggest those first before the I was batting Lego. No, I, I remember someone had said, oh, well, you should get your daughter Lego. I'm like, heck no, this is a Lego free zone. She could play with Lego at her grandparents. But no, we've, we've got oh. Lego. I, Lego is, it's all about creativity, like, and everything you can do with it. Um, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, and legitimately, it's the only toy my son actually needs, and my daughter as well. Honestly, we—I mean, we did sort of—we try not to be gendered, and we've never really been gendered. But at the same time, like my wife got her a dollhouse and that sort of stuff, and it was mostly for my wife. I think that she actually got the dollhouse. But then once the dollhouse, like my wife, yeah, once the dollhouse was here, my daughter really she played with it twice, maybe, and then it was just sort of in the way, and we didn't have space for it, and so. Yeah, give her Lego, though, and she'll sit there and go for hours. And I mean, maybe that's part of the effect of having a big brother who's so into it. But it's also just, you know, you can do anything with Lego. So really, I would say, like, the one toy allowed in my house is Lego, and everything else can be just gone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, thinking of sort of the cleanliness part, like, in our current space, like, when we we come home, uh, having picked her up from daycare, um, she's wearing her boots. Her, her goal is I'm going to get these boots off my feet. And you know how cool it is when I sort of kick my leg out and sort of put my foot so so the boot can fly? So we have conversations as to why she should not be doing that. And then, two that, yes, while it's pretty cool that you figured out the laws of physics and, and whatnot, like, hey, I, I, I applaud your, your enthusiasm. Um, the boots don't go, you know, one over here, one over there. You, you put them where they should be near the door. Like there's sort of some things like that. And it, and it's generally, it's that's the cleanliness part. It's she wears those boots to daycare and she wears those boots hard. So they come home with things that I'm not entirely sure what they are. And that's okay. That's the part of the exploration of life. <laughs> yes. It's just, I would prefer that that life not to multiply when it uh, comes into our house. Yeah, that's fair. You. So, but you know, like in my, like, again, in my mind, that's something that I feel is reasonable. And it's also something that I myself, 
um, sort of do. Like when I get home, take off my shoes, I put them on a shoe rack. Like it's, it's one of the only things that I can say consistently do when it comes to keeping a place clean. Take off shoes, put them in a shoe rack. I don't necessarily take my jacket off and put it in the closet because there's these cool knobs on closet doors you can hang stuff on. <laughs> and it's amazing how many of those can hold uh, multiple jackets. The funny thing is when you put up like a hook for your kid or something and then suddenly that becomes your hook, even though it's only three feet off the ground and, you know, but that's suddenly, <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, and that's like, so, you know, there are, there are, baby force actually she now copies mommy and daddy and likes putting her jacket on the knob of the the closet um putting clothes into the laundry hamper maybe not that consistent um baby force however does have her own that she goes and throws clothes into and i think she likes the fact that she has that's accessible um so there's, I guess that, but again, it's, it's like basic things like this. And then when it comes to leftover dishes, um, we, we somewhat discourage her from trying to put stuff into the sink or into the dishwasher, uh, simply because one, she's not quite tall enough yet to actually do that. And two, uh, we're not too keen with her actually doing the dishwasher as much as she wants to. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, I currently have an almost nine-year-old, and he's just learning how to use the dishwasher. I don't, I wouldn't want my three- or four-year-old to be putting any dishes in the dishwasher because, you know, we don't have that many dishes. And we're trying to uh, slowly get away from the plastic Ikea dishes, but uh, I, I don't want to have that many less dishes either. Now, on the flip side, I mean, I was – my parents gave me that job when I was growing up, and I think from, like – age whenever we had a dishwasher which i think was like age 10 to 18 or something mm-hmm. it was my job to fill it up and i that's one of those things i actually hate doing i've done it for many years but i hate doing it so i'm really looking forward to putting that off on my kids sometime soon i mean that's really that's one of those chain of life things that i can live with i think yeah. uh out of curiosity was that dishwasher that you had in your place that first one an inset or was it like an external one that you had to hook up to the sink no, it was an inset one. My, I, I had a step grandmother, and she had that external one that she rolled mm-hmm. across the kitchen and hooked it up to the sink. So I have experienced that too, but I never had to. I never had to fill that one. Yeah, that's that's the one that um, my parents first got was the external one. I had to essentially connect it to the tap, turn the tap on, ensure like the hose was like hanging over the sink, um, and. My, I'm trying to think, I believe the expectation was that I was doing dishes. Um, we would have still lived in Vancouver proper at the time. So this would have been before I was even 10. So let's say somewhere between like, you know, seven to, to nine is probably when I started having this sort of additional responsibility and goodness gracious, the fact that I never flooded our place is a miracle because you like the external, I had to hang the hook on the sink in such a way that the water, when it's like shot out, the hook was secure and not like popped off with water flooding all over the floor. Cause it's not like the thing was smart to know, Oh, I'm no longer draining into a drain. So, um, yeah, when we moved to, to the next place, then it was newer and it actually had a inline dishwasher, which was like modern technology then. Amazing technology. I, can't actually live without them. We've we've tried. We lived at one place that didn't have a dishwasher, and that was pre kids. But I would never do that again, ever. Yeah. The uh, 
I, dishwasher is actually something I don't mind doing. Um, I hit the kitchen, pop things in, get things out. Um, what I'm not keen on is like rinsing out, cleaning recyclables and stuff. Mm. Um, and my wife is maybe like, she, she'll, she does that. Um, because like for me, it, like I, I'm, I'm horrible. I'm the reason why the planet's going to heck. Um, you are, I will, I will recycle plastics, but the, the, when I still have to start to, to know, is that plastic actually recyclable? What type of plastic it needs to be? Does, is this like clean up, blah, blah, blah. I get that. That seems to be too complicated for me. <laughs> so I get so frustrated. It's like, that's the, that's, that's the experience to me of putting together Ikea furniture with that one little like, um, hole that's like misaligned. Yeah. Fair um, enough. So my wife does it, but she's not motivated. And therefore that becomes problematic. Cause then we'll have, instead of dishes being the issue, it's all sorts of recyclable materials we've collected over the last month. We make up for you then, because I think we we do like everything and compost and all of the things. Mm-hmm. And really, I think we take like on average about one bag of garbage out every three weeks or so, maybe, maybe if that. Well, so I mean, so yeah, I was going to say like garbage wise, we're, we're I mean, we probably produce more than, but you yeah, but we don't. It's the problem is that that's stuff. <laughs> Like that, that one trip we make to like the Richmond recycling depot and the, um, you know, recycling space downstairs and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah. I've loved over the last little bit. Vancouver has a major recycling center, but they have signs flashing at the recycling center that if you don't need to be at the recycling center, please go home. It's part of their COVID awareness thing. You know, if you just, just stay away keep your garbage at home, which I don't know. Is, is that the one South, South Vancouver, like the transfer? Is that the yeah. only one? Yeah. No, down by the, down by Southwest Marine. Yeah. 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 So we went yeah, there so the other day cause we needed to, but we've only gone once I think over the last year. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like I, I actually, you know, we're a little off the rails again. Yeah. Um, considering the size of Vancouver, having just that one location, uh, it it does sort of need to be a destination that you go to. It's not to suggest that I'm not in a similar situation um, because we only have one here, but uh, it's the size of a, the city I live in is considerably more condensed than the one you do. It's true. Anywho. Anyhow. Um, yeah. When it comes to recycling, that'll be baby forces job. Hopefully <laughs> again, something that neither my wife or I are keen to do. And somehow somehow we'll expect that she'll do it and she's going to enjoy it whether she loves it or not. See, that's, that's me and compost compost tends to be my job and I hate it. And so we have a compost bucket and we leave it under the counter, but that bucket will get full and I'm the one that's take it out. But if I don't take it out, then we put a bowl and then there's a bowl of compost in the cupboard. And if that's taken out, then there's another bowl. And so mm-hmm. I've sort of thought about making a game of it and seeing how many bowls of compost we can get on the cupboard at one time. But that brings us back to our early conversation, earlier conversation about things growing and, molding and being alive that I don't want to be alive. So I'm just kind of trying to work through the fact that this is my job. So I will do it, I guess. Yeah. No, my wife does the compost. Um, but she's very, it's yeah. Similar to you in your approach to it. Um, and then there are going, it, it works out like this. Um, she usually stays on top of it. And then when she doesn't, it'll reach a point of critical mass 
where I'm so grossed out by what I'm starting to discover mm -hmm. that I end up dealing with it. And then I actually had this thought that is the, is she playing the long game here? Is she figured out that if, if allowed to get to a point where I suddenly like, Oh my God, I got to rid of this, get rid of this. And it's not, I'm, I guess, you know, I'm not walking this back. I'm not trying to say we delineate duties. It's just sort of like, Garbage, garbage only really goes down if I take it. Our recycling, the recycling only goes away or goes down when I deal with it. Um, but whereas compost, I, I'll, I'll, she does it. It's yeah. Anyhow, summer is bad. Summer is particularly bad. <laughs> I can imagine. I emphasize for sure. <laughs> Anywho, um, another uh, job for for Baby Force to to take over. I mean, really, I should probably be writing a list here, and when she's old enough, I'll just walk her through the the contract that I, I pre wrote and signed on her behalf because, you know, being her guardian, I apparently have the ability to do that. So that's how it works, right? Comes I, legal. I'm sure. I think so. Yeah, you've signed in blood or snot or something, and then it makes it legal. I'm not sure which. Yeah, yeah. The um the little. Last thing that I thought we could sort of, you know, touch on is um, how successful is it that, or how successful is it in your household when rooms are clean, and I'll use that loosely, that they remain that way for a period of time? Or is it more of an exercise to sort of get to that point to celebrate, take a picture of, throw it in the photo album, only to have it disappear a minute later? See, yeah, that's another really interesting thought exercise where is it all for not to begin with because you know if you get that room clean it's just gonna be dirty again and i i mean i kind of remember that from the before times when we still had people over where we would do mm -hmm. like the mad cleaning dash before anybody came into our house and yeah, even, even many times even if it wasn't dirty i remember you know there would be this mad dash to get things perfect which you know nobody i'm pretty sure that both of us and none of our listeners, and none of the non-listeners. I don't think any of them are perfect. So um, I'm pretty sure we're all in the same boat where we we run around our house at the last moment trying to get it done. So, so yeah, do you just give in? And do you just let the stuff overtake you and just not clean anymore and just sort of see how high the piles can get? Because, I mean, we've seen houses like that. If you watch mm -hmm. enough of, you know, the what is the, the American show where they go to the, all the storage lockers, storage wars, oh, storage wars, storage wars. If you have something like storage wars, you've, we've seen people get to that point where their houses are like that. And I mean, I live in a building where there are people like that, the hoarders. Yeah. So I don't ever really want to get to that point. So I'm not willing to lose the battle, even if the battle may eventually take me. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And I, I think for me, We've been, I sort of mentioned, been in the mad dash, like again, when people were able to come over, um, the mad dashes were the worst, not because it was the obviously process of going through all of this and the limited amount of time that you had and somehow madly were able to pull things together. It's that when we did this, my wife and I didn't work in a coordinated fashion. And so we would suddenly put stuff away and neither one of us would be able to find what it is we're looking for and nor would we remember where it is. And then the asterisk that drove me nuts my wife would put recycling away. Like it would be stashed in the cupboard above the refrigerator that we go in like once a year. Now it's cool. There's a reason there's space there. And that's because it's 
empty because I discovered somehow that one time I went in there, the ketchup bottle that still had that little ketchup in there from however long ago it was put in there and uh, has now proceeded to um, create its own little universe. But, you know, someone once told me it's kind of like the jungle. No matter how many times you look to cut it back, it'll always look to try to, you know, regrow and, and reform unless you take drastic measures and so you're for you're pro jungle cutting then is that what you're saying well that's what i was gonna say no and i but then in the, in the next instance i also accept that we i don't want to be hoarders like i think we talked about on a previous episode how my wife when we sort of moved in together and i'm moving boxes over she had boxes full of old magazines old magazines that she had held on to for 10 years like you know these teen girl or teen Vogue or whatever it was like, I mean, she, she got them. I don't think they had any particular meaning. They might've at the time, but they were in boxes and they just needed to go. And so I had to move them and did not know what these really heavy boxes were until one of them burst and all the magazines went flying everywhere. Oh, in her, in her landlord's driveway. So I couldn't just leave it there. I had actually, clean up see i had talk on that but i have nine boxes of comic books that i've moved from place to place to place for over the last 20 years so i can't really talk on that and i've been trying to get rid of them i really have like i've, I've cut the the whole emotional chain with them but they're still here mm-hmm. so yeah yeah no and i you know what that's the thing like i when i had asked her it's not that she had wanted them she hadn't gotten rid of them but then it had come the point that she needed to move out and for one reason or another went through the motions. Like I think I, I, kid, I kid you not. I think these magazines had been collected and accumulated when she lived at home. Then when she went to university, they then went with her to university and then she went back home and I went to her there. Like, I think they ch- just sort of were being transported around the world. Oh, if only the magazines could talk. Right. I mean, yeah, the stories they'd be able to tell. So, I guess if there's a moral to this is I, I, I truly hope that baby force isn't like that. Cause boy, oh boy, I don't want to be moving boxes of magazines. So that's on you teach her, right? Yeah. Well, uh, she, look at the six different consoles I have over here <laughs> that I don't get rid but of. I haven't touched at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like how many PS4s does Chris really need? I'm pretty sure we've talked about that on a past podcast too. <laughs> Yeah, we have right so every everyone has a vice some vices are just more exciting than others and probably equally frustrating to others as they are to to us oh well so log into the next nerdy nerdy dad cast and we talk more about more of chris's vices mm-hmm. i'm trying to think if i have any others oh jelly beans yeah i don't move with them but those like gourmet jelly beans I don't know how they get those chemicals to taste the, the way they do. <laughs> yeah, Easter candy at Costco is a bad thing for me. Cause it's yeah, one of those jelly beans are available. But here we are, uh, you know, looking to wrap up another show. Hopefully our next one isn't uh, too long out though. Cannot tell a lie the way things are going. We might record again in December. Although at least by then we'll probably have been vaccinated. And, hopefully like my fingers right. crossed. 
Uh, I mean, for us in BC, um, I want to say we're a little bit behind, but it's not for lack of effort. It's the lack of actual vaccine. Yeah. Or something. So, and it makes sense that obviously it's age-based priorities, but uh, I've sort of reached this point where, you know, I'm kind of happy that I'm slightly older than my wife because I'll get it before her and I can brag. Yeah, I'm kind of like, I'm glad that it's age-based. I'm glad that my grandfather's getting one. But at the same time, watching the age come down very slowly and very slowly, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, today 74 and up. Okay, today 73 and up. I'm like, wow, I got a long way to go. And those numbers well, are going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, you, you start counting down like, okay, so, da, 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 and as you're right, like, then you get to the sort of the larger group demographic groups. So instead of like each day being a year, it'll be for a period of time, like every couple days will be a year. And and this year has been long enough, I tell you. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Been waiting and patient and all those things, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I just got to wait a little bit longer and continue to, to persevere. So we have stories to tell. Indeed. On the great granddad cast. Great. Great. <laughs> Yeah, we already had the granddad cast. We'll now have the nerdy great dad granddad cast. Hey, what's that, Sonny? Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so what, uh, what final words of wisdom do you have to all of our, our listeners today, John? Just on that note, I was reading an article recently about all the German words that have come up during coronavirus. Apparently, there's like 200 new German words that are directly related to coronavirus. And one of them... And I don't remember exactly what the word was offhand. I should have done my research better and looked it up. But the meaning of the word is envy of those who have gotten the vaccine. Mm. So that's sort of my new favorite word because, yeah, I'm totally feeling that these days. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my words of advice are actually somewhat related to what John just said. If you have whatever this German word is and have the envy of those who've gotten the vaccine – Make sure you don't joke about it on Twitter and ask the person how their Wi-Fi or 5G reception happens to be. The algorithm doesn't understand, and you'll probably get a 24-hour ban like a certain podcast host did some time ago. You've got to stop spreading misinformation. I still can't get over the fact that I got a 24-hour ban for, for joking, and I get it. I completely get it. I was propagating misinformation by being sarcastic and facetious about said information. The context of the tweet, if you read it was pure and simple. Like I am so jealous. Oh my goodness. I'm talking to someone who is a nurse and completely will understand this joke. How's the Wi-Fi? Her response was so much better. We should all know that only the pure and good comes from Twitter ever. So I know, I know. Got to con- I, I, Chris has to read the room better. <laughs> it's a big room. That many times. It's a big room. That's right. But yeah, if you're uh, wanting to share your thoughts on this show, you got some cleaning tips. Maybe you are Marie Kondoing the heck out of your life, which is a concept and a half. I've never actually read the book in its entirety, which is part of the problem. And two. I am too lazy to actually watch the Netflix series, but I am told she might be able to go and help us find love in all those material things that we actually don't love. And if you've ever figured out how to uh, cut back at the jungle without actually killing it, and I mean that figuratively, not literally, because... Please leave the jungles alone. Yes. 
uh, drop us a note uh, on Twitter at nerdydadcast, facebook.com slash nerdydadcast. We have an email account. I think it was feedback at nerdydadcast.com. It's been a while since I actually checked it. I wonder if our listeners have been like spamming us and I've not actually <laughs> looked. That's problematic. All my magazine subscriptions go there. No. But uh, yeah, we'll be back in a Jiffy. couple weeks-ish time, hopefully. And uh, by then it'll be April. The birds will be singing, the flowers will be blooming, and we'll still be nerding. So on behalf of myself, Chris, as well as John, I ask you to do those very, well, that very special task, and that is stay nerdy, my friends. Mm-hmm.